At Tesla's most recent quarterly earnings report just three weeks ago, Elon continued to state that he still fully expects full self-driving beta to be on track to be wide released to all users in North America as long as they purchase the feature. So that we get and understand. But then he went on and said that by the end of this year, while it's not quite ready to have no one behind the wheel, it should be close enough to the generally hands-free solution for driving. And by next year, certainly, he said, without a doubt, you won't need a driver. I'm paraphrasing, but we'll be reviewing his exact quotes shortly. So I thought it'd be a good idea to bring back Chuck Cook and get his opinion on these statements. What is his view on the rate of improvement? What milestones does he see FSD needs to hit incrementally? And does it do the cars today have the necessary hardware? If not, what needs to be upgraded? Hey, Chuck, welcome, and thank you for joining me again. Hey, Herbert, thanks for having me back. Glad to be here. Awesome. Thank you. Let's get brighter. Chuck is one of the most well-known, if not the most well-known beta testers of Tesla's full self-driving software. He has likely the most popular YouTube channel when it comes to these videos of testing this capability. Elon himself has addressed Chuck directly at the annual general meeting and said that they've made huge progress to getting better at quote-unquote Chuck's unprotected left turn. So one of the reasons why he specifically is such a great person to evaluate FSD beta is because he is by profession an airline pilot. And so he knows autopilot <laughs> very well. So <laughs> anyways, thank you, Chuck. Again, really appreciate this. So you are waiting for 10.6.93. When do you expect that to come out soon? What kind of benefits and ad advances are you waiting for that? What's your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, so we're a little bit beyond when I expected it. Obviously, the the initial timeline Elon set for 69.3 was soon after AI Day. Then there were a couple next week uh, tweets put out there that kind of put us on hold for a little bit. And uh, I was pretty sure that it was going to be this weekend. Um, but then this Twitter acquisition happened, and Elon's been a little bit distracted. Now, that does not mean the AI team is distracted at all. That just means it's a little harder to get information out of Elon perhaps this weekend uh, after this Twitter acquisition happened last week. Uh, so we're a little bit beyond what I thought. So I guess I would say any day now is probably what I'm expecting, unless we get a tweet that says they've run into a, a hiccup or, or needs a little bit more polish or whatever the word we're going to use is. So um, I, I, any day now, you know, here being Sunday, we're recording this, you know, uh, perhaps a Monday or Tuesday release could happen or they just could slide it to the next week, I, you know, depending on, on the release schedule they'd like to stick to and what type of uh, features they'd like to get in there. But as far as what to expect, I tell you, they've built a lot of hype into this one too and just kind of the over to the rumor mill what's going on you know it seems to be a major improvement of the vision stack is going on here and most of that i think is coming out of what we saw at ai day you know there was a lot of improvements in the occupancy network with some additional features that uh, ashok and a few others of the team mentioned that i think we can look forward to with higher resolution occupancy networks and the voxels, you know, getting more detail at an infinite range. And, you know, one of those features that I'm really looking forward to testing that I don't think is implemented yet is the inclusion of shadow cars behind known occlusions. So if you've ever been in a front facing turn and there's a big truck like in the way to where you just can't see around the traffic, the car needs to assume that there's cars behind that and not just say, oh, there's no oncoming cars and go for it. There's a couple of situations like that that I think that the uh, assumption of cars behind 
behind a known occlusion is going to be really, really beneficial. So those are just a few things. Obviously, Elon has also said, you know, the, the actually smart summon is coming and the parking lots and some of those end-to-end -end features that really are kind of critical to really consider this feature complete, right? Still no U-turns out there. Haven't heard that being leaked as a possible feature set, but, you know, U-turn feels like it's an important part of navigating, especially if you miss a turn with the with the planner or something like that and have to go back around. Um, so that's kind of what I'm hoping for, but uh, getting the uh, the build and, and reading the release notes sometimes is uh, you just got to wait and be patient. You said something that I tweaked my interest. Did you think that Occupancy Network or some version of it might actually come out at this new release this week? I, well, actually, I think we're already using occupancy networks on our current release. I think they're adding features and capabilities to it with the uh, description of how, um, you know, it assumes something is behind an occlusion. You know, Ashok's presentation all the way back in June showed the first kind of version that we saw of the occupancy network and how it was going to be built out. But this occupancy network is a, is a whole other way of the car just knowing its environment without even necessarily needing to identify what everything is. It's kind of creating a drivable space, uh, a, you know, vision network. And as they could add more and more detail to that. And I think it'll just really, really be a great feature. But it also shows that the, the team is using newer technologies to, to solve these problems. You know, it's, it's not a solved problem. They're continuing to use what's coming out of academia. They're continuing to iterate and come up with some new ideas. And at AI Day, uh, Ashok also mentioned possibly starting to use NERFs, uh, neural radiance fields, to perhaps even be an additional benefit going down the road. So when they throw that in there, uh, who, kn who knows what kind of capability we'll get. But it's all fun to watch and, and listen to and, of course, test drive. Okay, well, we've been saying quite a number of times, for those who don't know, but Occupancy Network is the ability for the car to, to be able to know if a space is occupied or not 360 degrees ten every 10 milliseconds. And so while it doesn't have to label it, at least knows if it's there's something there that it should not hit. And that, that possibly gives it a force field of sorts. So I'm very interested to see if at least a version of that comes out. All right. Yeah. So did you uh, get to watch this weekend? Um, Andre Kapathy was interviewed by Lex Friedman. Did you watch that? Or listen to I've it listened to podcast? it twice already. Uh, yeah, I've listened to it twice already. And I, there was a lot of, uh, you know, Lex was kind of teeing up some really, really great questions. And I didn't get necessarily all of the depth of the answers I was hoping for, with the exception of maybe the discussion about removing radar and the ultrasonic sensors. Uh, Andre was very quick to go down the path of supply chain, cost, and, and, and the reasons, you know, that, you know, it isn't always the best answer to have more sensors. You know, it he did not go down the path of we have something better under the hood that we're working on, right? He immediately went to cost and we need to make the team working on solving it uh, using pure vision if that's where your long-term uh, vision is. Um, some A little bit of insight there, I thought. But listening to Andre talk and, of course, with Lex a asking the right questions at the right time with the right level of uh, comprehension, uh, it was fascinating. And I, I much like watching an AI Day video, I think listening to the Andre, uh, you know, three and a half hours of interview, there's probably a lot of stuff in there that you, you don't pick up on the first pass. Yeah, I love that interview. Um, for those who don't know, Andre Kaprathi was the ex-director of AI for Tesla. But what he basically said was that he felt comfortable enough and he felt that the team that he built that has over a thousand people in it is autonomous. It was the word he used, which is kind of ironic or, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> apropos uh, autonomous that the team was already moving along quite nicely. And that he, he said they don't really he wouldn't be able to participate and help him that much anymore. And that yeah. really gave me a lot of um, kind of like confidence that 
it's it's a he he didn't use the word solve right but this um this ability for autonomous cars he didn't say the word solve but he said it was intra not intractable which means that it's not impossible to solve i think <laughs> yeah and more importantly also I, it really did kind of put to bed the reason that he left right this was kind of the first time we really had kind of the definitive answer from his mouth other than what was publicly said and you could sort of feel and hear his passion for wanting to get back to academia and teaching and perhaps leave the leadership role that he was in, but with a lot of excitement of now that they have Optimus maybe coming back for a round two, which was really, really exciting to he hear. He might come back to work at, uh, at Tesla again. That's very cool. So you've been testing this product, this FSD beta for many years now, a couple of years. You're one of the early people. And you, as opposed to the others who do videos like you do as well, you're very, very specific and you, you, you almost like a scientific approach to measuring the progress. So that's why I wanted to ask you specifically, what is your opinion? Have you seen rate of progress? And is there, is it just a guess that we're all just guessing that it's going to eventually improve? Or do you actually physically see it and are able to measure this certain rate of progress? And then how do you feel your confidence for hitting these marks? Yeah. Well, I'm first of all, I'm very, very bullish that this is solvable uh, in in the language that, that Andre used. Right. It's not intractable. You know, it's very, very difficult to draw where the finish line is and or what the finish line that will be required to be achieved in order to get regulatory approval to remove the driver. So we need to recognize that that is a known unknown of what it will actually take to get uh, final approval. But. Driving along to where the interventions are fewer and fewer and fewer is measurable. And I would say, you know, once I get it on the road and once I, you know, am, am in city streets mode, it does very, very well. And, and I'm sometimes amazed at its improvement. But right now, you know, it's the interactions with uh, high speed cross traffic that I think still is an area for improvement, which my unprotected left turn is one of the primary uh, test use cases because my specific turn has oncoming traffic that can be well above 50, 55 miles an hour at times, which is not very much time uh, for detection, action and control. Um, so I think that, yes, it is getting better. Yes, it is measurable. Where the finish line is, you know, to get feature complete, I still, I still think we need the beginnings and the ends of the drive to be solved in a way that, that can be, you know, um, used. Like, we still don't reverse at all yet in FSD, right? I think to be completely, uh, you know, feature complete, we need reversing out of a driveway or perhaps even reversing when you go too far into an intersection uh, or something like that. And, you know, I think that a U-turn capability is probably required so that the planner has another tool to solve a navigation error that could be caused by, uh, you know, a bad map or perhaps a imperception or maybe even got boxed out and couldn't make the safe lane change that you needed to make in order to take an exit. A U-turn in many, many locations is the only way out without a very, very long reroute. I think, you know, parking lots is still one of those things we've been talking about for a long time, but I'll separate parking lots out from, uh, you know, smart summon or, you know, the, the reverse summon type of, you know, I don't want to use, no, I will use the term gimmick because it's kind of a gimmick right now. It's fun to play with, but would you really, really count on it every day? Not very often in any of my use cases, but navigating in and out of parking lots at a base case to get out to the main road, I think is a core feature that is required uh, in order to to call it, you know, ready to remove a driver, of course. Um, so I think those are a few of the things I'm looking for to be kind of like, wow, it can really solve the beginning and end of the drives and a little bit more consistency on, on some areas that have regressed with respect to lane changes and getting in the correct lane at the right time. Some of these things have been very, very good in the past and have regressed a little bit. So kind of the bouncing back, we need to kind of stay on the, it's been good for a long time that it's making the right lane uh, change decisions at the right time. 
you know, I think that these are kind of the highlights that I look for to improve. And I think 69.3 uh, you know, the, uh, I'm sorry, let me go back to 69.2 made some huge improvements with the creep limit and the median network. And that just shows they can create functions that enable new capability. So that is the same sort of step change I expect as they add these other feature sets. There's going to be new little visualizations or tools or tricks they use to solve these. Um, so that's what I look forward to seeing. Yeah. One of the things, the way I look at it is that if, if you look at the things that it's able to do now, while maybe not 100% perfect, but you can see that it's improving how quickly or how, how much less often that it does not do it correctly. If it can do the unprotected left turn, you know, and again, not 100%, but at least it can, it can make the steps and moves properly to, to address it better than it ever used to. If it can do something like that, it ought to be able to do almost any kind of um, activity that it needs to do, right? I mean, that's the... That's the way I kind of been looking at it. And then when listening to Andre Kaprathi, he was saying that there are a lot of March of Nines, right? There's these things like you need to be able to identify uh, the pedestrian, which the car can do now. There's a pedestrian standing there. But the next thing they need to do is determine whether or not, what is the intent of that pedestrian? Are they going to cross the street or not? And often it's the kind of just the movement of the body. It's kind of the eye contact. And they believe that that's something that the system could figure out and learn and figure out and uh, work on, right? So that it can be something to address over time. So it sounds like to me, the way you've been talking is that there's these features that you're expecting it to come out with, but it's not, these are not going to be impossible features. It's just a matter of time when they finally come out and then we get to a more full solution. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, that, that's a good way of saying it. And I can kind of tease up probably something else you might want to discuss. You know, I, the technology... I am very confident, as I, and I continue to support that it it has the capability of learning these sort of things. You know, a neural network is like a human brain. It can be taught. Uh, how many training sets does my brain at 53 years old have in it, right? How many times have I got the, the weights of my neural network, you know, adjusted to where I have my level of experience, reaction time, and capability and comprehension of my world? FSD, I still feel like it has, you know, the weight adjustments and training set of like a, you know, 12 or 13-year-old driver, you know, doesn't really know what they don't know about situations that they need to know as a defense of driver or where the dangerous situations are. Uh, it will get there and the capability uh, is there. Uh, as far as sensors and cameras and improvements and hardware and processing speed and all of that, it, it's a little difficult for me to evaluate where the end game will need to be to have the total solution. Uh, I do, and I've never changed my opinion, that I still think that we have a uh, inferior, not, I don't want to use inferior, uh, not an optimal camera location set. The B pillar is just not in the best case, you know, to get the most um, obvious view uh, of oncoming traffic that is coming at the highest speed with cross traffic. So I think that improved cameras are coming. Hardware 4 is coming. We know they are. Whether or not they are required to deliver, you know, a full robo-taxi uh, or a driverless uh, future is to be determined. Um, I do think we need to give the team and Elon uh, the ability to iterate and flex and figure out what sensor suite is required in the end game, much like when we watch starships down in Boca Chica, you know, be built and then completely scrapped and then they start over again and do something else, right? I think that is the way Elon um, is building his teams to iterate fast and delete parts and then, you know, keep deleting until you have to actually add something back because you deleted too much. That's how he seems to push his teams and, and 
maybe we have to put radar back, or maybe ultrasonic sensors need to go back, or they'll get really cheap. I think him driving his team to, to try and, and do it without these things is, is a, uh, an admirable way of doing engineering. You know, that's not what I understand. I think what I'm hearing from Andre Kaparthi is that they think that uh, vision alone is very sufficient and it's going to solve all these issues. And yeah. So I'm not, I'm not hearing or thinking that they might have to go back. You heard him say LIDAR is a fool's errand, Andre Kaparthi himself. Everybody, every company who has LIDAR, they won't, they will need to pull it eventually. So yeah, that was insightful to hear him think that uh, the people using LIDAR are going to retract that. that. That'll be great. You know, Argo AI going out of business uh, or shutting down this week was another kind of key milestone for how difficult this is and who the players are. You know, we're really just down to kind of mobile open a, uh, AI with Kama and, and uh, Tesla, you know, doing some of these real hardworking end-to-end -end solutions. Okay, let's get to Elon's statements at the quarterly earnings report. This is literally three weeks ago, and he is saying that full self-driving beta will be available in North America for anybody who's purchased the feature, whether subscription or direct purchase. And I think we all agree that that's the case, right? That's not mm -hmm. going to be a stretch to happen, okay? This just means that anybody who has FSD today or who purchased it can actually just automatically turn on the toggle and they'll be able to experience the feature but of course, they need to still drive. They need to still be aware of it, but they don't need to do a safety mm -hmm. score progress anymore. Okay, I think we all agree that's a case. Then he says, though, and, and I'll be putting up the actual statements. He says, well, there's this debate of what's the interventions per mile and maybe uh, safety interventions per mile. So, like, we're not saying that there's it's quite ready to have no one behind the wheel. It's just, it's just that you will almost never have to touch the control uh, vehicle controllers. So, like... When I came to Giga Texas from a friend's house today, I never touched any of the controls already here. So he's basically saying that by the end of this year, it should be able to drive where you don't even need to put your hands on the wheel. What's your feeling of how accurate that is? So I heard two different has. things. First of all, we agree on, I agree with you on the, they will release it to everyone that has paid for it this year. You could argue that if you have a safety score less than 80, uh, you probably shouldn't be driving anyway, and they have already released it to that safety score. So really, effectively, we're at a full release now, other than the fact that it's a download and a separate uh, branch of the software that you have to run in order to get it, right? So you know, just because you paid for it, there's not a slider there. You've kind of got to hit the button, you do the safety score, and then it comes, and then you get a new branch uploaded to your car. So to me, that also means they're going to merge the branches to where there won't be an FSD beta branch or a production branch. They will be the same branch. This also could be the single stack critical path we're talking about. Because if you're going to have a single stack, maybe that's where the slider will be in there. If you paid for it, then it will just turn on and off. So I would say it's already effectively um, wide release for anyone that wanted it. It will just kind of be broadened to the people that didn't want to deal with the safety score. And that may be another 100,000 or 200,000 people perhaps that are out there that just didn't want to bother, bother playing the beta game because maybe they felt it wasn't something for them or was just a little too bleeding edge. Uh, with regards to the driverless, when I heard Elon describe that, I heard him describe a intervention-free drive in Austin. And I think that's what he means. I, don't, I, I truly feel he doesn't mean we're not still going to have to hold the steering wheel and provide that torque tension and keep the uh, camera happy inside the cabin. I don't think anyone should infer that we're going to be doing the GM clapping while we're driving thing. That's not what he's saying. I think he's saying 
it was intervention free for him on the way to Austin. I believe that as long as he didn't have to back out of his driveway, he was probably parallel parked, and you know he uh, or he was just quantifying once I engaged it until I pulled up to the destination, which is kind of the beginning and end the way it works today. I've had intervention free drives too, uh, so I do think that it is achievable that we will have many many intervention free drives once they add these additional feature sets that kind of get the beginning and ends of drives much more reliable. You know, removing that driver is going to be the hard part that I think he was referring to with the safety metrics that the NHTSA will probably uh, need in order to allow drivers. And we'll need a location, maybe in Florida, maybe in Arizona or somewhere that is a little bit more, cons uh, you know, uh, leaning towards wanting to have autonomy happen first in their town to where maybe you could take a little bit more uh, local risk uh, than the country might want as a whole. Um, and, I, and I think that that's probably where it, it could happen um, first. But when? I'm still not ready to say it's going to be next year. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to see if auto pilot, uh, I'm sorry, Hardware 4, you know, releases some great sensor improvements that, you know, perhaps gives it that extra capability that today I feel it has uh, limitations on, but I guess time will tell. So I, I agree, and I heard what Elon said, and I, I just heard the intervention-free part is what he was describing in Austin. Exactly. Let's stick to the forecast. So that's, I agree with you that him saying by the end of this year, which is literally just two months from now, he didn't say that you don't have to touch the wheel you can yeah. interpret what he said to mean that, but what he really just meant is intervention-free most of the time. Okay. The, yeah. the statement, though, that he continues to say, which is pretty um, out there, is he says that by next year, you won't need to have a driver. So the, his actual statement is this. He said, and then there is a longer process called the March of Nines, which is how many Nines reliability do you need before you could really be comfortable saying that the car could drive with no one in it? And there's some subjectivity as to how many nines you need, but I think we'll be pretty close to having enough nines that you're going to have no one in the car by the end of this year. And certainly without a question, that's in my mind next year. Again, I think he misspoke, but he meant to say that mm -hmm. by next year, you don't, might not even need to have anybody in the car. Not saying that the, yeah. you know, the rules and regulations will be in place, but in terms of percentages and times where you won't actually need it should be fairly comfortable. So that's, yeah. what do you think? It's bullish. Uh, and I, I hope he's right. Um, but that exact statement has been said uh, a lot over the years. You know, you can go back to 2018 and probably almost have heard that exact same sort of promise. Um, but here we are again. Obviously, I think we're closer to the end of the road than we were in 2018. Uh, we know a lot more of what we didn't know then. We've, we've heard Elon even say it was a lot harder problem than he realized. You know, we heard Andre kind of say the same sort of thing, which I thought was great, you know, about it's a hard problem. Um and, you know, whether or not we have approval or it's just good enough to get approval somewhere by the end of next year, you know, that is a long stretch for me because in order to march nines, truly, I feel like you got to stop solving the problem and you just got to start throwing data at a network that just needs more and more data, right? You know, I, if we keep tweaking things like adding occupancy networks instead of doing what we were doing before and things like that, I think those offer chances where you're not marching anymore, you're changing how you're solving the problem. So once I think the feature set stabilizes, the neural network is feeling like it's competent and they're just kind of tweaking the dials a little bit, that's where I think we're just going to start marching those nines and those nines will start to add up to where we can get regulatory approval somewhere first. So that's kind of how I see it. I think... Um, 
end of next year. It's always easy to say, oh, anything can happen in a year. But, you know, I feel like we've just lost a month on 69.3. So, you know, if you were to say, well, that's a month out of the 12 months we thought we needed. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think, I think it's a lot of pressure for the team to have, but I know Elon wants the team to work under that kind of pressure and perhaps how they perform uh, the best and, and, and achieve the greatest things is underneath that kind of pressure. Um, I don't envy them. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. So what milestones are you thinking that FSC has to hit before it can get there by next year? Uh, you know, I, it really just has to get, you know, in almost any scenario we give it, you know, from, you know, sitting in a seat and while I'm still there, you know, what's the first action you would want in a driveway? Do you want me to have to put it in reverse or do you just want me to go start? And it knows it needs to go in reverse, you know, has to get out of a driveway, has to be able to use the ca the rear cameras to avoid uh, obstacles in parking lots, has to be able to do U-turns. It has to be able to do uh, the parking lots to navigate out to get to the stop sign or the stoplight and enter to the traffic. Uh, and I think that the lane selection and the uh, navigation blend between the planner and vision just needs to get a little bit more and more consistent. So I think those are the low hanging fruits where I see the most problems right now and in solving some of those they might make a few other things weaker again but um i do think that perception is getting good and if they can continue to tweak this occupancy network i think there's going to be a lot of fruit that comes out of that and i'm excited to see that but yeah. is it going to solve it in a year i'm doubtful of that but i'll be excited to watch it happen and maybe even help them along the way Perfect. Thank you so much, Chuck. Really appreciate this. Everyone, please follow Chuck on YouTube. He's got an amazing channel. Uh, and on Twitter as at Chazman, C-H-A-Z-M-A-M. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks talk a lot. Soon. Glad to be here. Love to talk about it. Have a great day, everybody.